Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Okay, hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of She Brigade. Today, we have the lovely Aurelia Mumalo. Am I saying it right? My boyfriend was trying to teach me how to pronounce it. So <laughs> it's Izulu. Izulu, yes. No, I was saying it wrong. It's the click. I said it's the Mumalo. It's like, no, it's not a C. It's an A. I'm like, oh, It's the click. Don't worry. Yeah. Mumalo. Yes. Okay, so Aurelia is a legal advisor. Um, You hold your LLB. You have, you have a Bachelor of Laws. You LLB. Yeah. Um, you also, I saw this recently, you play your part brand essay ambassador. Yes. And you're also the founder of the Professionista. Yes. We'll talk to you about all of, uh, about all of these um, different facets of your life, yeah. but um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I feel okay. honored. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so we like to start from the beginning on this show, right? Cool. So take us back. Start from the beginning. Who is Aurelia? Where does Aurelia come from? Yeah. And what has led to you being who you are today? Sure. Quite a long story. You know, I am a granny now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's funny, you know, um, that this interview came um, when it now because I'm being part of the style software where you can be in where I am talking about my journey uh. and where I'm almost being, not being forced, but like... Um, being put in a position where I actually have to to introspect and look at my life and look at every single thing that has happened in my life to mm. get me to where I am. And that for me has been like everything, every single experience mm. needed to happen for me to be here and be with you. And share your story share at, this story point, at this point. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I've also that my life, like, you know, where the good, you embrace the yeah. good, the yeah. bad and the ugly. Um, yeah, when it's happening, you obviously can't embrace it. It's like <laughs> near impossible. But when you actually look back, you're just like, would I have done it differently? Probably not because then I wouldn't be where I am now and mm. I wouldn't be able to speak on certain things if I have never experienced them. You know, mm. um, you know, as you know, it is very difficult to speak on something you don't have authority on or haven't experienced. Yeah. You can easily be like, well, never, never. I can't ever be me until it is you one day. And yeah. you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you I never know how you're going to be when you're in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. So my story started, I was um, born in Newcastle. I was actually back home this weekend. Um, born in Newcastle. Uh, my mom is Manduli, married to my dad, Mumalo, how I'm Mumalo. Um, so... After, I think I was, must have been about five mm-hmm. or six, and I'd already started, like, grade one, and it was in, in Newcastle. So it was a rural area. It's still very rural. I mean, we have cows, like, roaming about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, a rural area trying to now be looking. It's coming. Like, it's coming. <laughs> like, no, no. You know, it's like, no, the cows are not as much as they used to be, you know? <laughs> so there's a vibe. There's a vibe. And, um... <laughs> So I went to visit my grandparents who at that time were living in Westerville in Durban. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to visit them and I came back uh, from from visiting them. I went home and I was like, Mom, 
Um, obviously, said in Zulu because I didn't know English at that point. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to live in Durban, and she was just like, "Oh, okay, well done." <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean? You know, you're five. How dare you? You know. So I was like, "No, no, no." Um, I spoken to my grand, and I spoken to Mkulu. How? I just need to tell you now. You know, she was just like, "Okay." Then they picked up the phone, and my grand was like, "Yeah." She said she wants to move to Durban next year, and they're like, "Are you guys okay?" They're like, "At five, yeah." They're like, "Are you okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Then I moved to. Eventually, I moved. I moved only after grade two, so I started school um, at five. Mm-hmm. It was the year? Yeah, it must have been the year I'm turning six because you know there's a thing where it's after June. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in October, so yeah. they didn't want to take me, but because, like, yes, yeah. But yes. then I mean, I pushed <laughs> it. I got, I got to. Um, so then I get to, so by the time that I move with my grandparents, they're now staying in Tongart. And my granddad used to work at Tongart. So we, I then go to school, Tongart Primary School. I go there for my interview, my first interview. So mind you, I don't know English at all. And they're like, oh, okay, do you know your ABCs? And I'm just like, yeah, of course. Like, Who doesn't know that? So I say them in Zulu. And I'm oh. like, I got the A, I got hat. And they're just like, um... <laughs> no, you don't know. So go to grade one. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I st- so my grand tells me that, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Tell them to try me here. If I fail at grade three, then, then they can take me back, you know? Mm. Then they listened. Okay. And I did grade three <laughs> not knowing English. Uh, I've never failed a grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was in Tonga from grade three. Then we moved to... Uh, Lelouchia and went to Glen Ashley Primary School. Um, there, I it was grade six and grade seven that I did. Mm-hmm. So I'm just now in grade six and grade seven. Yeah. And um, so the other funny story leading up to that was I was extremely shy. Don't look it now, but I was extremely shy. I was going to say like, wait. <laughs> so I was extremely shy, and my grandma would tell me that I used to like, even at the mall, I'd hide like behind her skirt, oh, and yeah, yeah. So she's a psychologist by profession, so she was like, nope, this is going to be a problem at some point. We need to do something about. It. So she put me in everything, okay, ballet, drama, modeling, like mm. the activities that are supposed to help you build your confidence. Yes, so modeling yes. was the one that I loved the most, and I excelled in. Um, so we had modeling classes, luckily the, the school that was, I was, in, was myself, um, Nandi Madida now and Mini Lamini and Langam Goma. Okay. And so we, Roberto Alexandra models, we were all there, all <laughs> together in Glen Ashley, uh, at this modeling school. And we were the pageant queens for a very long time in Durban uh-huh. and leading from that. So that helped for me to like break out of my shell yeah. and then obviously make me, person I am today who's just hey you know <laughs> um so yeah so that and then I remember she tells me a story in grade eight so I did grade eight at Danville Park Girls High um and she said that uh so they said this at my was which is like a coming of age for Zulu women yes and so a lot of the 21st but my wasn't done at my 21st because I waited for my sister and we did it together okay, okay. and um so they did say this story that I've always been able to be decisive, you know, spot something that I want and then be like, this is what I want. This is what I'm doing, mm. you know, and which speaks a lot to how I do things yeah. now, which is very, very strange for a five-year-old. And I was just like, you guys listened 
to, to a five-year-old. Five I must have been quite a, you know, yeah. I must have been quite an impressive five-year-old for you to listen to, you know, and, and I just to move, you yeah, move. to move, absolutely, and for me to move and not now visit my mom every school holidays, you know, yeah. um, yeah. So I mean, like, I'm very, very grateful, and I, I, now being a mom, I can understand like how difficult that must have been for a mom. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm her firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily my siblings were, are not are like two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So oh. I think she had them when like, so when I moved, she, she, at least she still had the twins. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was like, oh, well, maybe I was, they were saving her as well, you know, <laughs> uh, moving this, this one. Um, so then my first day in grade eight, I come back and my grand um, is like, oh, how was school? And I'm like, I'm going to be a prefect in matric. And she's like, okay, well done then. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? She looked at me and said, okay, well done. Okay, cool. Yeah. But then what I then did, and she said she watched me, as I did every, and it's so funny, we spoke about it this weekend as well, because there's something else that's going to be happening soon in October, but I don't want to speak about it because I don't want to jinx myself. I also have okay. like, I'm yeah. very, very scared about it. <laughs> but it's in the professional development side, you know? Um, so... We're speaking about that and she's just like, congratulations. I was like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't congratulate me now. Let's like, on the just day, hold, hold I've, I've just got the date for it. So like, on that day, like, hopefully in six weeks, you know, like there won't be any glitches and then, and, and, and then that'll be, you know, it. And she's just like, no, but people already, I thought this was only going to happen in like in 10 years. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just, just, just don't say congratulations now. Just, <laughs> please don't jinx me, you know? She's like, you know, you've always, you've always done this where, on your first day after grade eight, you came back home and you said, um, I'm going to be a prefect. What you then did for the next four years is made sure you did every single activity to make sure that you were like undeniably one of the candidates. Yeah. You know? So you joined, you were a library monitress, you joined Environmental Society, Student Christians Association. Um, what else did I do? Dude, I did every single thing. Like, 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 if there was space yeah. for an extra activity or extra, you, you know, were there. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> and dude, I was, and I, and I think the one thing that also they've taught me, like, they've done so well for themselves, but they've always taught us work ethic of all the kids because they've raised so many other different kids. Like, mm. I mean, growing up, we had number of kids coming in and out, staying with us from family, nine, nine, you know, like some were older and they were already doing varsity mm-hmm. and they would come and they would take them in. And so I think in all of that, like I've also always been working and I was like the modeling staff gave me money, uh, promotions. I did a lot of promotions. I used to do beach Africa. There's something called Durban, Beach, Vodacom beach Africa. And used to model there for pick and pay clothing. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And get money. And yeah. it was just like, I was always busy. I was always working. And, and I think all of that, I believe rather that all of that has made me the person I am in terms of work, mm, you know, mm. um, and my work ethic. And, and it's just built me up in that way. So yeah, well, surprise, surprise, I became a prefect. So grade Just grade as you said you would. Exactly. <laughs> so grade 11, they, you become the acting prefect. And they take you to leadership, Lexington Leadership Camp. Went to Lexington Leadership Camp. Did a whole thing. You're an acting prefect throughout grade 11. And then in the end of um, of grade 11, you then select. They select oh, who will be the actual, the actual. prefect in, in matric. And mm. 
of course I was a, a prefect. And, you know, so a lot of the stuff, a lot of things that have happened in my life have been obviously not just by my plan, but God's design as well. Yes. But I just fitted in and aligned with, mm. with and have aligned with all of that. Um, my first car that I bought, I remember when I did my drivers and I didn't have a car. My grandparents were just like, you think you're going to drive our cars? Not a chance. <laughs> you know? It's just like, why are you getting... And I was like straight out of matric. And they're like, why are you getting your license? What do you think is going to What are you going to drive? What are you going to drive? And I was just like, mm, no, it's fine. I'm just getting it. You know? <laughs> so I went and I got it. And um, I remember I failed my my the learners and I was like oh my gosh I was inconsolable because like what I've never failed anything in my life I didn't understand can I tell you the first thing I failed was my my driver's test I failed really? my first and I cried and mom was like why are you crying like, you I didn't fail my drive I failt my learners I failed like, my like, driver's test two points or something and I, I cried yeah <gasps> like it, it sucks when you're not like you know you're used to always getting stuff yes. not, not getting but like you know you work but you're like okay I'm, I, can, I can do I can this I can do this and then it's like ah two points how you were right there i was there i was like <laughs> i didn't get it and yeah. and um i mean obviously i got over it and then i rewrote it yeah. you know and my luckily my drivers i got first first run because i was whoa and traumatized really traumatized <laughs> oh, you're like i'm not gonna do I'm this just like again. i'm not trying to do this again <laughs> yeah so um so then i was in pageants right so mm-hmm. i did now one three pageants in like one mm. week yeah. Yeah. So it was Miss Suncoast, Miss Dolphins, and Miss Vodacom. Okay. And from the money that I collected from there, I bought myself a second-hand car. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I gave it to my granddad. And I was like, here's 150. Please buy yeah. me a car. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he did. And um, so I bought my – it was Zeta car sales in Durban at that point. Um, so all the cars that like Avis has been using and then they go and uh, give it a Z car. Okay. So it was like I think my car had done about twenty, if not twenty-five K. Um so yeah, I got my little Yaris. Her name was Bubbles. And ah, my car's yes, called Bubbles. Really? My car now is called Bubbles. Really? I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> my car is it? It's an I ten, it's an I ten, it's a blue oh, I ten. So I feel like it's around like a yeah. bubbles. I call her bubbles. I just love bubbles. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah. yes, my car was called bubbles for the longest time. Yeah, I had it for like six years. Don't know. She she got me to Joburg from Durban. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's the upbringing. And then, oh, so I was studying. So now I was studying law. So did you did you know that you were going to study law? When did you no. decide you were going to study law? I decided grade 11 because I had a scrapbook where I said that in five years I'm going to be a successful corporate lawyer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote that down, but I always said that I didn't actually understand it because mm. – as I said, I've always been working. So I was doing work experience at Garlic and Barsfield every school holidays. So I got to get the feel of a law firm. And and, and, and me being in that position, I was like, I actually don't want to be in a law firm. So I knew from then, like from first year, because then I carried on doing work experience with them. Mm-hmm. And um, my, 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 my manager or the guy that I reported to was Urban Lawrence. He's now moved from them. And, I mean, it was such a great experience, but I also knew, like, I was like, I can't do this law thing Ish. properly, like, in terms of practice, because it's just so taxing um, on you, and, and and also, like, if you're very family-orientated as well. So, yeah. I've got plans, I had plans to be, like, I want to be married, I want to have kids, mm. and if 
these things well back then i was just like yeah by 25 this 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 and i was just like whoa okay maybe 25 i don't even have myself figured out yet you know yeah but um that for me was like i can't i can't be in a stressful environment where and i mean one of the things that i said to you is that i'm very i'm multifaceted so yes. if i feel like i have just one thing to do it's a problem for mm. me i excel in most things when i'm doing sorry when i'm doing um a lot of many things, things. yeah know? i yeah. love the pressure of it and and that's why even when now i went to ukzn and all i was focusing on more than anything was just school i didn't do as well because i didn't have promotions or this or this and like my mind was now solely just about school mm. and having fun with my friends and for me that for me was terrible and and and, and that's what i learned about myself as well that I actually need to be working on a number of things for yeah. me to, 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 to do well. Like the pressure really does fuel me. And um, I mean, you can only do it for so long as well, but in that moment um, only, so then I did three years at UKZN and then moved to Joburg mm-hmm. without finishing. And <coughs> um, luckily the company, I started off with this company called Colorfield in Melrose. So I was working with them in 2011. And then they were like, we'll pay for all the fees that you've paid, oh. that you've paid for. So my grandparents, they were angry when that I moved. So they were away in Paris. And I was like, oh, I got a job in Joburg. Um, so I'm going to be moving. Uh, da, 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 da. And they're like, okay, cool. When we come back, we'll discuss. And I was like, okay. Didn't wait for them to come back. I left <laughs> because I knew that yeah. if I do wait for them, yeah. then it's not going to happen. The rule at home is that you leave once you're married. I was like, Yo. yeah. I was like, that's not a plan for me. Um, I can't control that. Mm. Um, meaning I would have been home still, you know, <laughs> like at 30. And then mm. I'm like, I, I, for me, it wasn't the plan that I have. And I, I knew what I needed to do to make sure that like, Yes, they're upset for months about it, but now they love it. Now they're just like, wow, you, 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 you did good. You yeah. Know? Uh, but I mean, in retrospect, at that point, it was, I mean, they were fuming. Um, yeah, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Like, besides the fact that, like, in Durban, well, our parents, rather, from KZN, are like, oh my gosh, Joburg, yo, that's where everything starts. All the evil, the devil lives in Joburg. Yeah, mm. yeah so you can... <laughs> I'm Im- from Mafia King Small Town, same Yeah, thing. yeah, so you can imagine the fear that they had. They were mm. just like, oh, this child is going to come back in a box, we're going to bury her, <laughs> and she's going to die. And yeah. I'm just like, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trust me, you know me better than that. But I mean, at that point, also I'm young, and they almost feel like I'm I'm a little bit rebellious because I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway, you know? Mm. Um, but then again, I'm just like, well, you guys have always said that. Once I've decided I do think so, happen. it should apply across the board, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not just to everybody else, but to you too. But yeah, that's that's who I am. And I think I was raised by people with very strong characters. My mm. mom is the sweetest person in the world, but she's also very strong, you know? My dad is very quiet, hardly speaks, but when he does, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my granddad, he's a, he's a very charismatic man, great, great businessman. So mm-hmm. a lot of people I was surrounded with, especially my grandparents, were my role models. So I was liking that mm-hmm. aspect. And, you know, I was even thinking about this weekend that I actually had the best of both worlds because 
I had the rural Lokshini upbringing when I was home, and I've still got friends from Ikaya. Then I got the suburbia built um, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, life, you know, where so it's the best of both worlds where a lot of people don't get, yeah. you know, get, get to. So you, 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 you almost know what you want because you're ex- being exposed to two extremes, actually, you know. Mm. So you know when you're at home and you're like, you see all these girls younger than you, they're pregnant, and and, and you're just like, this can't be my life, you know. Mm. Um, and you get it. Like, if if this is what you're constantly exposed to, then you don't know better, right? So I had the opportunity That's and true. the privilege mm. to be in Durban and live in Durban and then come visit. And in Durban, I'm being exposed to more than I would be exposed to if I was living in Newcastle. Mm. So I think that really, really did also like for me to be who I am and helped in my understanding of things. And so I'm just very also passionate about like helping people because I'm where I am because of people passing on the baton and people helping me. And that's like yeah. one of the key values of the professionista. Yes, the professionista. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, that that for me is like you I understand, you know, that I'm not here by my, my by my own doing. Mm. You know, there's God that plays his part. There's the people that he puts in your life that play their part. So mm-hmm. that for me is just something that I always want to share and also want to help the next person because I know how it's not easy. So if I can make it a little easier for mm. you than it was for me, you know, then I'll do that because I've also gotten it easier because someone, someone else. else has walked ahead of me. Yeah. So which is why the the, <clears throat> the, the, the philosophy of the professionals is passing the baton that, you know, I've already been in these shoes and I can make these shoes a little more comfortable, not completely, yeah, but like a little more comfortable in the hope that you'll make them a little more comfortable for the next person as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And we also not like, with my business partner, we're not obviously where we want to be in our careers, not that we're not where we want to be, but we haven't, you know, reached the peak. The peak, yeah. yeah. So we're still looking, have a journey. Yeah, we've still got quite a journey. But there's women that we are looking at who are, I mean, 50 and have been doing the corporate thing for the mm. longest time. Mm. And, I mean, one of my role models in corporate is Nunu Chingela. And, oh, my God. I had, like, I never thought I'd have, like, that, you know, when you, um, what is it called? Uh, when you see a celebrity, what's the name, man? What oh, when you're starstruck. Starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd be starstruck, okay? <laughs> so we had an Instagram workshop at the Facebook Africa offices last week. So we're busy. And, I mean, she wasn't. She didn't need to be there because, I mean, well, she wasn't part of it. But we were there having breakfast. Uh-huh. And then she walks in. I was like, oh, my <laughs> So I go to her and I'm like, hi, my name is <laughs> And I introduce myself. So she looks at me and like, do I know you? I'm like, no, but I know you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And even now this weekend, she liked the fo- the pic that I took at, at the offices. And I was like, oh, my God. Screenshot, <laughs> save, put it somewhere. Yeah. You know? so, you're going to look at your reference Yes, yes. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, it's, it's so for me, I'm just like, wow, what is that? You know? Because I was like, <laughs> Wait, she she wasn't even part of the workshop, but she just needed breakfast at that time and was just and I was just like, I have to greet her. Um and I promise you, even like and the other girls was she's like, Do you know her? I'm like, no, no, of course I know her, but she doesn't know me. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I was not going to let her just walk past. Exactly. Right? No, 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 no. So 
I think, like, I'm very big on, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, and I'm very big on, like, things aligning Mm -hmm. and inviting things into your universe. And, I mean, that you can only also get from learnings and Mm -hmm. from certain teachings. And, you know, in, in a sense, everything that has happened in my life has been, you know, I've spoken about, but even not in a serious way, you know, with the corporate lawyer thing. Um, I said I'm going to be a corporate lawyer. I'm now a corporate lawyer. Maybe not five years from then, but I'm, I'm yeah. Thirteen years later, I'm there. Yeah. And I understand what I was saying now in matric that I want to work in corporate. I want to be an in-house legal counsel. I want to be a legal advisor, not so much an attorney, and um, working in a law firm and, and yeah. all of that. You know, and 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 I think that goes a lot with knowing yourself. Um, if I know myself, I know myself that I'm multifaceted. So if I'm in a position where one job is taking all over me, I'm not going to be the happiest mm. person because I need to feed my other passions. I need to feed my other things that I want to do. Um, fast track, I'm now, I finished, I complete my degree in 2014. My graduation is then in 2015. Um, I start a new job at multi-choice. So there's a job that I wanted and I wanted to be a legal advisor, but because I don't know, like um, they weren't, they hadn't put it out at that point. Then <coughs> I saw legal assistant and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. If I get in, I'll, you know, and that's the one thing that I like a lot of people that I like people have shame about like starting small, but I, I, I genuinely don't have that issue. Because even when I moved to Joburg, knowing that I'm studying law and and, and I hadn't completed my degree, Mm. and now I'm working as a personal assistant for this uh, color field, and in the same year, they then give me the position of an anti-money laundering officer by virtue of the fact that I'm studying law. And they are actuaries. They have absolutely nothing to do with law. So there was God as well playing his cards, you know, in my life, and uh, you know, it reversed so much of what of the pain that my family went through when I I left because it was like, oh, okay, she's going back to law. She's going back to studying, you know, because when I left, it was just like, oh, this one is just going to stop studying. She's going to model and then she's going (laughs) to think that's life. And, you know, but what they didn't know is that I I knew that modeling and pageants had a shelf life, you know, and it wasn't something that I was going to do forever. Mm. And I was like, yeah, my last pageant, was in 2012 yeah 2012 with Miss South Africa was one of the 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 elements the winners and 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 I knew that that was it for me I've never wanted to do Miss South Africa for me it was just too much work and it was going to take up too much time Mm. for me so that I can't do my other things you know so luckily with Miss Earth, I was working at Kellerfield and they allowed me that space and that freedom to okay. still go and do my initiatives, even if it's during the week. They actually support some of the initiatives where they they, they sponsored some of my yeah. events, you know. So I was just at the That's right. amazing yeah. to have an employer who's actually invested Absolutely. in you like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And who also understands, you know. And I think it happens a lot. I mean, they were they, 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 the, the guy who hits it up was Jewish and I think to them it just speaks to how they, they do things with their own kids. Because mm. in, in essence, I felt like they treated me like their kid. Where let's expose you to everything, expose you to opportunities. If you want to do this, we will support you. Yeah. Which a lot of us as black parents, as black kids don't get from our parents. Because our parents also have been raised on you study, 
you get your degree, you go work as a CA, you go work as a as a, as a lawyer, you you do your articles, and and even then, like you're giving one way in which something can be done. With law, there's so much, I, but I had to learn that for myself mm. because adversity would have career days da, 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 and they'll tell you yeah so you get your four-year degree then you do two years of candidate attorney then you get admitted then you're an associate then you're a director then you're a partner and I was like uh-uh. not for you not for me okay so yeah. it was not for me and I was just like so through now so mind you so I go back to where I said that I excel when I am working and doing other things mm. so now I get only credited for two years at Tunisia. So I'm studying and working, like, but studying full-time. That is taking five modules per semester at Tunisia while I'm working full-time. And I excelled, hey? Mm. Like, I was there and I still, there's Miss Earth in it. There's promotions. There's me starting businesses and initiatives with my friends as mm. well. And I'm like, there for me, I was like, this is where I'm at. This is where I actually can perform to my Yeah, life. you're thriving. Yes, yeah. I'm thriving, yeah. So, yeah, so then um, got my degree. So then obviously I had to leave there now because I'm like, well, <laughs> there's no legal. There's so small. <laughs> And I was like, I need that experience of mm. a corporate or big organization. There was only seven of us at seven of us, yeah, yeah. at Colorfield. That is small. Yeah, tiny. Mm. Um, the current the company I'm working for now is even smaller, five. So yeah. <laughs> um. So then, um. Yeah. So then I get the I through go through all the interviews for the legal assistant. I become a legal assistant in the legal department at uh, Multitros. Mm. It's a team of nine. Uh, one of the people there is a group contracts manager, so I also like fed off her a lot. So I'm also working now under senior legal counsel, and yeah. my boss is the general manager of the legal department. So for me, it was just an opportunity to then be a sponge, you know, and put my my fingers in everything yeah. and, and and like work my way around. A year and a bit in, I was just like, okay, cool. I think I've I'm good here. Um, and then I requested to be seconded to the Fort Department, you know, which goes back to what I was doing in Caulfield, where it's the anti-money laundering. So it's all okay, in line. Yeah. So at that point, the reason why I was I wanted to be there is because I now st- started a new program. And okay, wait, I done compliance management at UCT, and I was like, I'm not using it in the legal department. And mm. there wasn't like a proper compliance team or a way how in the in the, in the business that yeah. I could you know get in there. So then I was like, what's next? Fraud department, you know. So I go into the fraud department and seconded there, and I'm a, a fraud specialist. And I'm studying fraud investigations and forensic audit at Unisa. I'm doing a program there, and I'm working. So practically applying all of that. So for me, mm. it was it was pure gold and it was amazing. So. Even when I left, it left at a time where I was just like, I think I've learned what I needed to learn here. Mm. And when this opportunity for now, for me to now become a legal advisor came, I was like, oh, sh-. funny how it even came. So this this guy says to me, listen, um, please can you look for a senior legal advisor for me to head up because we don't have a legal person within the company and I'm tired of, you know, of, of paying big corporates for something that can be done in-house. Yeah. yeah? So he's like, please find me someone. He gives me his spec, da 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 da. And I'm like, I'm looking at this whole thing. I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, who? And I think I'm like, oh, I think of this person and that person. Then I'm like, why can't I do it? 
<laughs> and then I'm like, okay, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. And then I send him a text and I'm like, hey, why can't I do it? He's like, yeah, tell me, why can't you? I'm like, okay. Um, it's like, uh, draft your employment contract and we'll take it from there. And oh, I'm wow. Like, okay. So I draft my you contract. Yeah, contract. <laughs> I draft my contract. I give it to him. He's like, yeah, looks good. You're in. When can you start? And I was like, well, I need a month. You know? And, <laughs> yeah. like, and I was done. And I started a new job in October. I'd already had my son. And even how I dropped my content, I was like, I need to be able to work from home at any time that I want. Yeah. Um, I need to come in at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock because <laughs> traffic is not my friend and leave at three o'clock because traffic is not my friend, you know? Because even before, like, at Marcy Choice, I'd get in, like, at 6.30 so that Yo. I can leave. Yeah, so that I can leave at 3. Yes. So then like, I'm cutting away the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the biggest the frustration for me in that organization was that after I had my son, so I had maternity leave, which was great. And then after I had my son and I came back, I remember my son was sick and I had to tell someone, like I had to ask. Ish. You know, and I'm just like, ah, okay, she didn't ask anybody. She packed her stuff and left, you know? And... Now, me and it's my son, and I'm just like, I must explain and give notice. Ah, no, you know? Mm. So it came at that time where I also was dealing with that frustration where I want to be a present mom, but I can't because I have to work. Mm. And so this job came at the right time. Because um, even essentially now, we don't have, we've moved offices, we don't have offices. But I'm like, I'm loving it because it means I can be anywhere. Yeah, you like know? here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like my 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 partner is always traveling mm. so at any time and it's just like uh can you and i'm like yes i can you know? okay yeah that's um, awesome actually yeah it's, it's really awesome yeah. and i can work from anywhere so i go with my laptop any everywhere so if my boss calls me and he's like i need you to drop me in ndi i'll sit there blah, 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 done sit, mm. you know mm. and for me that's comfortable it's a lot of freedom but i'm also now at the point of like, my kids are now at daycare We've got, I've got a full-time nanny. Um, if anything, now we also have Uber. If I can't make something, I must, I can put my, the nanny in an Uber to fetch yeah. the kids or what, you know what I'm saying? So we've got so many resources and I've got so many resources to actually help me, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know of before, right? And I mean, even now with groceries, you know, you can, this app, that app this that app. buys you groceries within <laughs> an hour, delivered, I'm just like, woo, you know what, like, for me, like, I'm not lazy, but I'm also like, sometimes like there's convenience, this, convenience, sometimes you just need a bit of convenience, and then, <laughs> and then I was listening to this other YouTube thing where they're talking about that as humans, we have, uh, decision quota for the day like <laughs> sometimes you can reach your decision quota like you've, you're kept yes you've kept you've kept and now you go like i'm like i don't need to be deciding on which brand at the shop no <laughs> like i can just put this on an app and it's done and i'm not wasting my decision quota you know for the day you know so it's it's funny but like it's things like that like make it but Nakona, you've worked so hard to be at this point, so you you're able to use these resources, mm, mm. you know. Um, so which is great for me because then it means also if I'm away, I can still buy them groceries. Yeah. If there's something missing, if there's an emergency, like it's everything is just becoming much simpler for us. That's the, true. Yeah, which is which 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 is what you want to work towards, mm. you know. So so what prompted you to start the professionista? At what point during this whole journey did you decide? So it was a, geez, it was um, something that was always brewing. 
um, especially from the time I was in multi choice. So I love fashion and I love dressing up. We uh, we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I love like yes. like like I love I love I love I love clothes. I love, but I'd not love it to the point where I'm actually making them. But no, yeah. But like I love dress up. I love looking good you mm. know, and taking care of yourself. So I make an effort each time. So I've always made an effort when I'd go to work mm. and like for me. You know, and it's coming from my grandmother. My grandma's like my fashionista. So she dresses to the T. She's about 70 something now. She still wears heels around oh, that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 I mean, it's that. It's growing around somebody like that. It's the modeling background. It's always, you know, looking well put together, mm. which is very, very key for me because then if you, if you look good, you feel good. That's then, yeah, it, mm. it, it's really, really is. You can have, be having the worst day. You can wake up and still, but if you look good, uh, or someone says, "Wow, you look great," it it, it really does it something. Helps, yeah. It's tiny, but it does something mm. for you. So it was that, and it so it was a fat professionista. So it's a professional fashionista. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I put it together. Fashionista. Okay. My my following and how I actually gained a following. I I think it's from me posting my outfits of the day you know and as and that happened and that was growing I was like something can happen here something like how am I going to utilize this mm-hmm. um you know this was before the influencer marketing and 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 <laughs> and I was like I need to do something to to you know um uh to use my social currency in essence mm. and then it was you're a corporate woman you are about personal development so I'm that person there I'm subscribed to every single society or committee because I want to grow I'm yeah. part of the institute of directors essaying member I am corporate council association member what else institute of risk management member oh, because wow. I'm like I need to be learning so they have courses, seminars, workshops, mm. you know, I'm there and I'm learning each time. Recently, I went to a Gibbs one where they were talking about future-proofing your kids. So they're oh. talking about how to raise kids in disruptive times. Mm. So this is for 2020 and beyond. And and just like what the change and what the shift is currently and what shifts that we also need to do now, mm. you know, in our careers. Because they've also said that people would now be living longer and probably changing careers about 10 times yeah you need to yeah so you need to now be in a position where you can diversify yeah where you it's not good enough just being a lawyer like what else can you do you know um uh, outside of law can you do compliance governance like there's so much like that you can play around with where you are not like boxed into this one person or to this one typical lawyer and I mean, one of the things they said that you have to look at your current, at your current industry that you're in or career and be like, look at where the technological edge of it is. And once you know where the technological edge for law is, that's where you need to be because okay. everything is going, mm. you know, and technology. So people in IT are actually in a better position than everybody, <laughs> you know, because you guys are with moving with the times mm. where a lot of um, of people are lagging. I mean, they've said that accounting is a dying career now because of technology, technology yeah. you know. 
next robotics, thing, all robotics, these, all those things. Next things, they'll be doing everything for you. And even then, at which point, um, if people are also constantly exposed to legal matters and people are spo- speaking about these things, are you actually going to need someone to consult with? You know, yeah, mm. they probably still need you to draft a contract and all of that. But if they've got the basic needs, then they don't need to consult with mm. a lawyer. If mm. everything is on the net, everything they can get it. Like you can Google anything, anything, anything. Yeah, you can tweet anything, and someone will answer you. Someone will actually be giving you legal advice without them knowing they yeah. giving you legal <laughs> advice. So then, why should I pay for it yeah. when I don't have to? So. It's, it's there's just so much happening and there's so much like such a big shift that all of us even like we're still very young in our careers mm. and if we don't get with the times we're going to fall behind and um, i mean there's a lot of retrenchments happening right now yeah and, especially right now yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it's one of those things where you have to be a cat above the rest it's 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 as simple as that you know, um, I was reading something recently about, because uh, I've always thought when you must be indispensable, like you must be that person that if you're not in the office, like stuff doesn't Everything happen. falls apart. Exactly. But no, actually, I read this thing, they're like, no, don't aim to be that person. Mm. Be of value, rather. Be of value where if, because if you are indispensable, it means you're not teaching anybody else anything. It means you are holding all the cards and it's about you. Then also you are being, uh, um, you are punishing yourself because that means you can't take leave, can't go on holidays because you've made everything about you and yeah. you are the glue, you know? Mm. So mm. if you are the glue, you now also going to always want to remain the glue. And this is a reputation that this is a name that you've built for yourself. So if you remove yourself from the situation and everything falls apart, it's still going to be you that's blamed yeah. because you are not there to fix it, right? So rather be a value and not indispensable. Yeah, so that's something I'm learning now. I'm just like, wow, actually. Yeah. It, it changes how I've, I've, I've always thought um, things could be done. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we learn every day and, and it's just a matter of application. So with a professionista, it's us sharing. It's a virtual community, which we do have network sessions, but the key thing about it is that it transcends to all industries. So mm. it's not specific to law, it's not specific to finance, it's not specific to IT. So if, even any woman who wants or wants to be part of it can be part of it. Um, it's a, a, a platform for us to celebrate each other, mm. celebrate women doing big things in corporate, celebrate... of the cabinet being women now, you know, Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's those things, just raising the profile of women, exposing young women to women that are doing big things in corporate that you wouldn't normally be exposed to. Mm. Not only just in corporate, there's women in agriculture, there's women in, in mining, there's Mm. women in construction and engineering, engineering that you don't really hear about unless they do something really big, you know, but there's women who, probably not at the media level, but are doing just as big things, mm, you mm, know. That's true. Yeah, so... And I'm glad, I'm glad you said it's, like, not about law, it's not about IT, it's not about mm. this, because, you know, with my podcast, I've had women in so many different industries and yes, spaces, yeah. but you can... Everybody has something in common. Yeah. You can... Like, I, I, I haven't even had an IT person on here, but, like, 
I can relate to every single woman, even though one is a trust specialist, other one yes, is a lawyer. Yes, so yeah. it's great that it's everyone. No, absolutely. We, are, we, we all go through the same struggles at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, definitely. Especially when you, you, you've got a place where you can share the struggles that women go through mm. in corporate. And, you know, even in sharing those things, you don't know what the next woman, which, what power she mm. has mm. to change that situation, you know. Um, so you will speak to someone who actually has the power to be like, well, these policies need to be changed for women. And, mm. and, and. I mean, one of the things, I mean, and I, never, I would have never experienced this had I never been a mom, where I got to work and I needed to express. Yeah? And I, there was no, like, designated area for women to express. And how many women have kids? Like, there's like a designated area for smokers. There's I've many, multiple. Multiple. multiple yes, I have to now walk very <laughs> far. But point is, there's a designated area for smokers. Mm. There's a prayer room for Muslims. Mm. And, do you get what I'm saying? But you don't have a So I must go to the toilet for my kids' food. Ew. <laughs> Ew, yeah. it's food. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's one of those things that... And I would have never seen it as an issue if I'd never actually gone through it myself and become a mom and and and, and, and all those things. And I'm just mm. like, wow, like a lot of and I'm and now I'm reading a lot of corporate and now trying to 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 help or resolve those type of things because if you don't, God forbid if you don't have an office and where it's private and it's not glass and it's transparent. And, you know, now with open plan, everything, yeah. that's so the like, trend with office And spaces. so you're going to have to go to your car. What if you don't have a car? You know? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, so now you have to go to your car. I had to go to my car to express. I had, like, a little cooler bag thing with ice there. I would express, put it in there. Like, I'd have certain times. Obviously, mm. we, when I'd go, it's scheduled times. Um, but I was like, okay, what if I don't have a car? What if I don't have an office? Then is it the toilet? Is that where I'm sitting? You know? So it's a lot of things where we've still got a long way to go. But I think there are women that are pioneering those things. And I'm grateful for them, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying you can speak on certain things, but you don't have to be the authoritative voice in it. Because there's people that are more passionate about it. There's... I mean, there is mom bloggers. They push for these things. There's this. You can just add in because you relate and resonate. Yeah. Doesn't mean now I'm going to drop things and be like, eh. Be the one. <laughs> yes, because now I resonate. Me too. Now I am the breastfeeding <laughs> champion. No, no, no. I know what's for me. I know yes. what I can handle. I know what I can do. And um, so I think that, that that's what's been key for me is just learning and also just learning different roles that I'm now playing, you know. So for the longest time, it's been Aurelia and her career and her modeling and her friends and this, this, this. Now I'm like, okay, so I've still got Aurelia the career, still Aurelia the friend, still Aurelia the daughter. Yeah? Now it's Aurelia the daughter-in-law, Aurelia the partner, Aurelia the mother, you know, mm. Aurelia, the the mom who needs to also be involved in school activities. Yeah. <laughs> Aurelia, the mommy group admin. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's it's there's so many other things that play now. You just like your weekend can go and you don't even see where it's gone. <laughs> and then there's still Aurelia, the professionista. Aurelia, the sanitary pad uh, 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 initiative lead up. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's so many different things 
that make me who I am mm. and I want to feed on all of them, mm. you know, because they are fulfilling for me, right? Yes, at some point I know one will fall back because one will take yes. over. But it's just me constantly working on that balance, constantly working on certain things. Mm. And also I'm not going to add on things that I actually don't feel passionate, as passionate about. You know, as I said, there's already women who are driving the, the cause for breastfeeding. I don't need to be there. Mm. I, I understand, I resonate, but I don't need to be at the forefront of it. It's like they say, you don't need to be everything to everyone. Yes. Because then yeah. you'll be nothing to no one. Yeah. You can't yeah. want to, yeah. Yeah. You mm. end up losing yourself in all of it mm. as well, you know. And I think also just in the world of social media, it's also just so difficult to navigate and so difficult to like protect yourself and protect your space. Mm. And in a world where you can be anything, everybody wants to try everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. I see it with trends. Like I even know, I was just like, okay, maybe is it a social media thing? Or like most of my friends now are who are doctors are now going to medical aesthetics. And I'm like, okay, is this like a, a trend in their field now? Mm. Or is it just because I'm seeing a lot of it on, on, on Instagram because, well, aesthetics, right? Um, but then you see everyone now has got an events company and this, this, this. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, is it a trend or is it like, and I cook as well. Like I love cooking, but I'm also not going to now start blogging <laughs> yeah. about food I'm just like no man there's people that are doing that and they're doing it so great mm. and they have the time for it and they want to do it and they that they are that more passionate mm. than me I have a friend of mine she's her thing is called Divinely K so childhood friend and she's doing great in terms I mean she's got like Robertson spices every, all these people giving her stuff and I'm mm. like Go forward, like do it, like. But if I post about cooking, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna have time to sit down and tell you what my recipe is. I'm yeah, sorry. it's just not like <laughs> you can ask me, and I'll be like, wow, okay. And but like, and I won't have time for it because I'm like, I'm not trying to be that person. I can, so I'll be like, oh, I was doing, I posted, I was doing was Baker Man, and I was doing Baker Man treats for for my daughter, and I was like, oh, please post. Um, the recipe, I was like, go to Pinterest. Just You'll just, find yeah, it. Just, just, just look up this name. Just look up this name. You'll find it. Because I'm like, I'm not now yeah. going to take time and energy to write a recipe that I found on Pinterest myself because I just wanted to do something different, mm. you know? Mm. We're also becoming very lazy as people. Um, people don't read captions. People don't want to read more than I've like, seen that on so many influencers yes. posted like, guys. All the fashion is there. <laughs> like, do you get what I'm saying? So I'm just like, and I've, I've got this thing with book club because I read and all those things. And I'm just like, I haven't been reading as much as I used to. But I love the fact that I'm part of a book club, which actually pushes me to do a bit more mm. reading than I would be doing if I wasn't, mm. you know? Mm. Um, but I'm finding that, like, social media, man, I don't know. We love it. But it's just, oh, it's just so much mm. that, 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 that also goes on and you you almost have to protect yourself yeah. from the distractions, protect yourself from what you're exposed to and what you are letting in, yeah. you know, because you will see one thing on Twitter and it will occupy your mind the entire day, you know, and you don't need, you don't need that type of, 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 of influence or that type of mm. energy in your mm. space that, you know, um, I mean, 
I constantly like, and I see it like with the Kaise Mula thing where I saw what you went through and I made it personal. I made it like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine what she's going through. So I think about her a lot. But had I not been exposed to her, I would have never, you know, just like, mm. and chance. To, and the thing is, what happened to her has happened to many other people before. She's not the first. But because, I mean, because of her celebrity status and, 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 um, we've been exposed to it. And then you mm. take and it things in you. and it consumes yeah. you, you know. And it's, it's one of those things where we're at uh, a gender woman's summit and we're, during the lunch we're talking about, so Langa is a doctor and Dr. Kanil as well. And I was asking him, how do you guys not take work home? So what the, by that I mean, how do you, you know, you're a doctor, you're exposed to death more than Things, the, Yeah, it happens. Yeah, people sick and, 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 and like, how do you not take that with you? You know, mm. it, and, and I think about it from, there's a point when in my law, in the beginning of my career, I wanted to work for Legal Aid South Africa because I wanted to feel that thing. I want to help people. It's just in me. Mm. I'm that person. So I went for an interview at Legal Aid South Africa. And then one of the things in the questions, they were like, okay, someone says to comes to you and they've raped someone and you must defend them. And I was just like, absolutely not. I knew from there, I was like, I could never do it. Mm. Because it's one thing you are in that profession and you're like, you know this person has done something, but you have to have it's a defense. Job. It's your job. You are defending, and even with legal aid, legal aid, you are now working with the majority of the problems in South Africa. Because, because we live here and in the suburbia, we are exposed to different and probably not the problems that the majority of South Africans are exposing. Mm. So when you now work for legal aid, do you understand? You see it all. You see it all. Everything. You, everything. Criminals every day. Mm. People drugs, everything, and, 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 and every single day you are exposed to this. There's, there's, there's lines of people who are being arrested and being kept overnight, and you are in that organization that protects or helps those people. Yes, mm. not everyone's done what they you know, what what they're being accused, accused of, of, yes. but you are putting yourself in a position where majority of South Africans that are struggling are resorting to crime, resorting to this and, 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 and you are now in a position where you are constantly being exposed to that. Mm. I just don't have the mental capacity. And there's people that do and they thrive and they do it so well. And I'm like, good for them. Yeah. But I know myself, I could never. My my heart is, I'm far too soft for that part. <laughs> I'm far too soft, yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah. So I always ask all of my guests yeah. this question. Um, if you could go back in time mm -hmm. and talk to your younger self, what would you say to her? What would you say to younger Aurelia? Younger Aurelia Shopsile. Um, I'd say it's okay to not have control. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to have everything figured out. Yeah, sure. I'm a planner. So I've always been a planner. I mean, I think me sharing my, my story, I've said and shape that 
everything that I've achieved was a plan. Even I still carry that with me till this day mm. where if I'm known now, I'm a senior legal advisor. And if I one day in five years want to be a chief legal advisor, I go to indeed.com and I look at what they need. I look at the educational requirements. I look at the skills that they need. Mm. And then I tell myself, I, need, I have five years to get all of this. If it says I need an, uh, a master's in law, you I get must, it. Do you I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I must, in five years, work on getting all those things. I must tick all those boxes mm. so that if I'm now applying for that role in any company or whatever, I'm without a doubt one of the candidates mm. that's at the top two, if not one, you know? Um, so it's it's that, like, young Aurelia, you don't have to have everything figured out when you want to. Like, mm. life will happen, life will figure itself out. Relax. Mm. Everything happens. And there's just a time for everything. Mm. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Wow, thank you so much for sharing your story. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, so I'm very active on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's Aurelia Ngumalo on Instagram. It's A-U-R-E-L-I-A-N-X-U-M-A-L-O. -E -E <laughs> yeah. So it's that. If not, we've got our um, website. It's www.theprofessionista.co.za. Mm -hmm. So we've got our emails up there as well as our social media platforms that you can connect with okay. us through, yeah. So, so. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to wait for October. I'm waiting for October. <laughs> I haven't forgotten that. I think I was going to your sister to get like, a suit done. Yes. I don't know. She's like, yeah, I'm quite excited. Yeah. I will. Going to, I, I'm, I'm so excited because literally even now I'm, I'm going to, it's the second step to sorting it out. So that's why I'm just like nervous yeah. and, you know, and my family just like, you know went crazy and I was just like no mama but I just said it's the date I didn't say that it's like final final I'm like no it's this happening. is what we're doing this is what's happening we're all gonna be there and I'm just like yeah so also like family supportive yeah friends partners like yeah so it's, it's it's great okay thank you so awesome. much for joining us so thank, thank you so much for sharing your story yeah, it was, I was, i'm not gonna lie it's very enlightening like i've seen you on social media but it's very nice to get to know yeah actually really yeah thank you thank you yes because social media can only get to like a yeah it's like yeah, yeah. it's just there's like snippets <laughs> yeah but thank you for the opportunity i really do appreciate it and yeah all the best with she brigade thank you yeah thank you thank you so much Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at SheBrigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you on the next episode. Bye.